on this edition of Emerging Daily. The Greek word for hate in the New Testament, to boil it down to a simple definition, really means to love less than. There's no way to justify discrimination. You can't. There's no way to do it. We can legalize it as the Supreme Court did yesterday, but you can't justify it. They accused the LGBTQ community of having an agenda when they themselves have an agenda, and it's blatant. It's blatantly out there that they go and try to get converts. Jesus had some strong words with people in his day that went around and around trying to get the proselyte, which is a convert, and all they did was make them a child, a bigger child of hell than they themselves were. And that's what's happening. Those scriptures do not have anything to do with our understanding of homosexuality or LGBTQ issues today. We understand that people are born that way, the same way people are born left-handed. We understand by science and by the simple fact that we know people who are left-handed. We know that they're no less than we are who are right-handed. Well, the fact of the matter is, if a man marries another man, that has nothing to do with you and your wife and your marriage. So get over it. Paul said, I don't count myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind, I press toward the mark. And that's where we should go. Forget all this hatred. Forget all this division. Forget all this bigotry and discrimination. All this stuff. And begin to walk together towards the goal of being like God. That's our purpose. That's why we're here. This is Emerging Daily with Charlton Scott Fisher. Scott is the founder and leader of Emerge Nashville, a spiritual refuge that's an evolving ministry expressing radical grace every day. Emerge is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your tax-deductible gift and to learn more about Emerge, visit EmergeNashville.org or email EmergeNashville at gmail.com. We hope this program will help you to emerge as pure gold and to steer you to put love into action. Hey, I want to welcome you to this edition of Emerging Daily. I am Scott Fisher, and I'll be honest with you. I have struggled with how I'm going to teach this episode today because it's dealing with some things that are very touchy. Um, In some ways, this nation is is split over, and I'm not talking about immigration. I'm talking about the LGBTQ issue. Um, I don't know if issue is the right word, but it is an issue. We've made it an issue. And how we deal with it is very important in how we understand God, how we understand one another, and how we understand love, because God is love. If you've not listened to the episode that deals with loving your neighbor as yourself, it's one of the very first episodes that I gave on this podcast. Go back and listen to that, because it's it's got some good stuff in it, and it, it, it will apply to what we're talking about today. And if you didn't listen to yesterday's, please listen to it, because it also has some things that we'll be dealing with today. Yesterday's dealt with the decision by the U.S. Supreme Court to legalize discrimination. It's basically, that's what happened. They legalized discrimination. Discrimination is another word for bigotry. Bigotry is another word for hate. 
um, if you are familiar at all with the New Testament, you know that the majority of it was written primarily in Greek. It was Greek and Aramaic, but most of it was Greek. The Greek word for hate in the New Testament, in the Greek, it really means, to boil it down to a simple definition, because really, what is the definition of hate? You know, we use that word, but do we really know what it means? That word in the Greek there that's used really means to love less than. You cannot discriminate against someone and love them as you should. You are loving them less than when you discriminate. You're loving them less than they deserve to be loved. You're loving them less than they should be loved. You're loving them less than they want to be loved. And you're loving them less than you would love yourself. And that's how we're, we are supposed to love one another, is love, one another, love your neighbor as yourself. And there's no way to justify it. You cannot justify it. There's no way. Um, you know, in yesterday's episode, I, I sort of shared a little bit about how that when Jesus was in his ministry, he had every right, according to the teaching and, and the laws of his day, to discriminate. But he intentionally did not discriminate. And he even broke those laws by touching lepers, by being in places that he shouldn't have been, by seeing people he shouldn't see, by um, allowing people to touch him that shouldn't touch him. So, you know, there's no way to justify discrimination. You can't. There's no way to do it. We can legalize it as the Supreme Court did yesterday, but you can't justify it, not especially with Scripture. Not if you rightly divide, as, as the Bible says, rightly dividing the word. By not, by, if you really understand it, if you really know it, then you can't use it to justify hate or bigotry or, or discrimination. There's no way. You can't do it. And there's no way really that you can with any scripture from any religion. Because they're all, when you go, when you go through them, especially the major religions, they're all based on love. Every one of them are. And... They might differ in their semantics and how they, the words that they use to explain and to teach, but it's all dealing with love. Even, even you know, people look at uh, Islam, they say, well, it's, it's a religion of hate and it's a religion of, of this and that. Well, the Christians are the same way when you get down to it. Now, they might not kill you with a bomb, but they certainly kill you with their words. Some of them will. Now, I'm not saying all of them, but all Muslims will neither. But it's in, you know, you've got the good and the bad in all of them. They accuse the LGBTQ community of having an agenda when they themselves have an agenda, and it's blatant. It's blatantly out there that they go and try to get converts. Jesus had some strong words with people in his day that went around and around trying to get the proselyte, which is a convert, and all he did was make them a child, a bigger child of hell than they themselves were. And that's what's happening. They're getting people and teaching them hate. You can look at what happened with Uganda. There were Christian evangelists and pastors and teachers went there and had meetings with the pastors and with religious leaders and with political leaders. And then they ended up, the Uganda authority tried to legalize um, discrimination against the LGBTQ community to the point that there were very, very harsh jail terms and even death for people caught in homosexual acts. And when it was found out, then these leaders that went over there from the United States, which is where they were from, they stepped back, tried to step back and say, no, no, they, we had nothing to do with that. We didn't teach them that. Well, you taught them hate. And so hate, it came to a head. And so that's what happened. 
as evidence of it. And they can't do that blatantly to that degree here, but they're trying. They're trying. So you cannot use the Bible. Now, there are certain places in the Bible that uh, are used to justify discriminating against the LGBTQ community. Um, but let me ask you this, and I, and I mentioned it yesterday. When did God, when did Spirit change her mind, his mind, its mind, in regards to slavery? Because every, basically every religion, <laughs> to a point, justified it, condoned it. It's in the Bible all the way through it, including the Old and New Testament, the Jewish Bible and the New Testament. It's in there. Paul even advocated for a slave to be returned to its owner. So when did God change her mind or his mind about slavery? God didn't, because God never accepted slavery. That wasn't God's intent for us as a race, as a human race, as a people. It was only when we began to grow in our understanding of God, grow in our um, understanding of how people are, grow in our understanding of science, grow in our understanding of love, growing our understanding of relationships, that is when slavery was decided to, to be wrong. And even in now, there's still places where it's going on. But predominantly, as a whole, the human race has grown beyond slavery and realized that that was never God's intent. It was never Spirit's intent for us to be involved in that, to, to practice that. But you can't find it in the Bible saying that it's wrong. You can't. Well, to look through the Bible and try to say, okay, the LGBTQ thing is wrong is no different. And you say, well, yeah, it is. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's the opposite because there the Bible condones it and condones slavery, and now we see that it's wrong. Well, it's just the opposite. The Bible condemns, in some places, uh, homosexual acts or things re relating to what we see now as LGBTQ um lifestyle which is not really just a lifestyle but the bible condemns that in some places if you read it the way it, it, most people read it and i'm not getting into those scriptures or what they mean because there's plenty of books out there and if you really want to know you can find them and you can read them there's things online there's plenty of teaching out there that is true teaching that really explains the fact that most of those scriptures do not have anything to do with our understanding of homosexuality or or lgbtq issues today and how that we understand that people are born that way the same way people are born left-handed and there was even discrimination against people that were born left-handed for many many years centuries they were even looked at as being perverse and, and accused of being involved in witchcraft and other things because they were born left-handed and so we understand by science and by the simple fact that we know people who are left-handed we know that they're no less than we are who are right-handed we know that they are just as capable, they are just as good as we are, or bad as we are. It has nothing to do with their left-handedness, of, of what they're capable of, or who they're capable of being. And it has nothing to do with God's love for them, or the fact that God judges them because they practice left-handedness. Well, it's the same with being gay, or LGBTQ. There's no difference. You can look at somebody that... Uh, is trans, and you say, oh, well, they're mutilating their body. God made them that. They, God made them a man. God made them a woman, a male or a female. God also allowed children to be born with cleft lips, too, didn't he? 
So should they just go the rest of their life with a cleft lip? You say, well, that's different. It really is not. It's, it's very similar because when you're born with a cleft lip, and I've not been there. I, I don't know anybody personally that was. I don't think. If I do, I don't even know that they were. Um, but when they're born that way, especially in some societies, uh, even today, they're shunned. They're put off to the side. They're looked at as, as um, cursed they're, and so many other things. And they see themselves that way. They see themselves as, as being cursed and, and put off from society. And so what happens, even in the places where people can't afford to have the surgery done, out of the goodness and mercy of their hearts, there are surgeons who will go to those places and do those surgeries for free to help them. It helps their self-esteem. It helps them to grow as, pre as people. It helps them to live a full life. Well, these people who are born trans are the same. They feel inferior. They feel something is wrong. They feel like something is needs to change. And what they're trying to do is change it. I hope you're being blessed by the podcast today. We wanted to pause for just a moment and just remind you to please check out our website, EmergeNashville.org, or you can also go to EmergingDaily.com, either one. You can find out more information about our ministry, about some things that we're wanting to do, and how we're wanting to make an impact in the Middle Tennessee area and in the world. And also, while you're there, check out the link that's there about our new line of t-shirts, hoodies, and things like that. We have several different shirts that are available. They say, Just Love, and then it has our Emerge Nashville emblem on it. If you would consider purchasing any of those, it would be a blessing to us, and I think it would be a blessing to you and to those you encounter, because when they see that message on there, it says, Just Love. Maybe, hopefully, it'll make them think and be aware of the fact that, hey, we need to be walking in love towards one another. But anyway, we'll get back to the message here shortly, but I just wanted to encourage you to check those out. And also, please let your friends and family and, and co-workers and people know about the podcast. It's available on all, pretty much all the podcast platforms and apps. And, of course, it's available on our website. And also, check out our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash emergingdaily. And like our page, if you would, and share it. We would really appreciate it. And we'll get back to the message here shortly. Do you like to shop online for either yourself or for gifts for others? Do you like the convenience of shopping online, but also like to help support local shops and retailers? What if you could do both? Check out BellsGiftsAndMore.com. Bell's Gifts and More is locally owned and operated, based just outside of Nashville in Lebanon, Tennessee. They have men's and women's clothing fashions and accessories, wallets, handbags, watches, jewelry, books, media, home and office items, electronics, and more, all at great prices. And they add new items to their inventory almost every day. So go to bellsgiftsandmore.com and use promo code EMERGE when you check out to get an additional 10% off your purchase, excluding sellout. That's bellsgiftsandmore.com. These people who are born trans are the same. They feel inferior. They feel something is wrong. They feel like something is needs to change. And what they're trying to do is change it. 
And the fact is, those who are in the evangelical community teach, predominantly anyway, that man is the three-part being. He is a spirit. He has a soul, and he lives in a body. Now, most of them teach that. They didn't always teach that, but most of them are beginning to understand that. Well, then you should understand that your body is basically a vehicle. Well, you say, well, yeah, but it's the temple of God, and you shouldn't mutilate the temple of God. Well, circumcision is a form of mutilation, in a sense. And it's all through the Bible. There's some people say, that say now that, well, you shouldn't circumcise a child. Well, I know some people who were not circumcised as children who later in life had to be circumcised for health reasons because they couldn't, they couldn't um, perform sexually. Uh, it affected them uh, even to the point that they couldn't uh, urinate properly. And so they were circumcised. What is the difference? You say, well, it's cutting it off. It's changing. It's still skin. It's just flesh. Get over it. Get over it. First of all, for those that want to use the Bible, Paul, who many of the uh, evangelical community like to quote in the book of Romans, which is one of the books that they quote from to try to condemn the LGBTQ community, he also says, who are you to judge another man's servant? And we are all servants of God. Who are you to judge another man's servant? This is from chapter 14 in the, in the King James Version. I'm even reading from the King James Version. Oh, my God. But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And then he goes on to say, So every one of us shall give account of himself or herself. Uh, some of the evangelicals get all upset about the marriage issue. Well, the fact of the matter is, if a man marries another man, that has nothing to do with you and your wife and your marriage. So get over it. Get over it and quit walking in judgment. It doesn't affect you in any way. If you don't like it, don't do it. He also says in that same chapter, of chapter 14, Happy is he that condemneth not himself in that thing which he allows. So if you don't have an issue with it and it's not hurting somebody else, then you're fine. Happy are you. The problem is we got all these people who are getting all unhappy about what somebody else is doing, which has no effect on them whatsoever. Oh, but it's affecting our kids. Well, your teaching uh, discrimination and bigotry also affects my kids or their kids. Now, if you'll, from the book of uh, Titus, another part of the New Testament speaks to this also. If I can find it. He says, unto the pure, all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. Now, you say, well, yeah, the people that are out there and living in sin and that LGBTQ and them gays, their minds are defiled. No, it's talking about you who do not receive things as being pure. He's talking about you who try to find something wrong with every little thing. You're not happy because you're making yourself unhappy and you're making everybody else unhappy. Because you want to walk in judgment towards your brother. And that is part of the problem is that we don't see each other as brothers. We don't see each other as part of each other. You are a part of me. You are a part of me. And until we begin to realize that, then we're never going to really walk in the love that we need to be walking in. Because we are part of one another. We are one. We are one body, one group, one one being, in a sense. And until we begin to realize that and see the other person as, as myself, 
we're not going to we're not going to manifest and that love the way we should so am i judging am i being harsh on the evangelical community i'm trying to do basically what jesus did and and say woe to you and wake up because you're you're missing it and you're leading others into this hate that is anti-christ the word anti means instead of not just against but it's instead of and you're teaching a gospel that's not a gospel you're teaching that which which puts people in bondage because anybody that grew up uh, gay or trans in your churches they're definitely in bondage you have put them there the suicide rate of teens is so great especially those who are dealing with LGBTQ issues within themselves who are trying to come to terms with their sexuality. And they, it wouldn't be that way if there were not this teaching of hatred that's being put out there. And I know this. I grew up that way. I am bi. And I grew up that way in much, much bondage. And so I know from whereof I speak. Yeah, I know the terminology of the evangelicals. And I know the bondage that they put you in because I grew up in it. I know what I'm talking about. I attempted suicide more than once. And I know. I know what it's like. I know what it's like. And I know that my father, my God, my mother, my God, spirit, loves me more than I can ever understand. And more than you can ever understand. And he loves you too. But he wishes we would all get along. You know, the, can't we all just get along? Well, we would if we would learn to walk in love. And love is also acceptance. It's not, it's not tolerance. I don't believe and advocate tolerance. Tolerance is not what needs to be taught. It's acceptance, and there's a difference. From tolerating something, that's basically saying something is just rubbing me raw, but I'm trying to tolerate. Now, acceptance is when... Okay, I see that you're different than me, but I accept you just like you are. See, that's how God is. And when we get to that place where we can accept one another, then we're becoming more and more like God. We're beginning to walk in love. Don't teach, you know, those, those of you who are listening who are uh, trying to welcome the LGBTQ community into your churches and into your life and, and whatever, don't just, don't just tell other people to tolerate it's acceptance or nothing because otherwise it's not it's not it's not equality and equality is acceptance it's realizing your life is just as important as mine and your love that you have for the person you love is just as great as the love i have for the person that i love and say so when we can when we can get to that place we've gotten somewhere we've got a long way to go but when we can get there, we've gotten somewhere. We can at least say, look, you know, I'm not like I used to be. You know, Paul said, I don't count myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind, I press toward the mark. And that's where we should go. Forget all this hatred. Forget all this division. Forget all this bigotry and uh, discrimination, all this stuff, and begin to walk together towards the goal of being like God. That's our purpose. That's why we're here. He put us here, God put us here to be God in the earth. But we will never do that. We'll never be that until we begin to allow his character and her nature, its very essence, to flow 
in us and through us to change our minds. That's what the word repent means. You know, everybody talks about in the evangelical church about repentance, but they they miss what it is. It's about changing the way you think. It's not change. It's not thinking about how much somebody is different than me, but realizing we are one. We are one. And we're all children of God. That's how Jesus ministered. That's how Paul ministered. When Paul was at Mars Hill, he said that even your own poets say that we are offspring of God. And he was talking to idolaters. And he said, even your own, even your own poets realize we're all the offspring of God. So we are all one. We are all brothers. We are all sisters. And let's begin to walk in love. And I'm going to continue this a little bit probably tomorrow. But, and I, I want to get into some things. Um, how that, if we just use the Bible as a book of, uh, of, that was written so long ago, and instead of allowing this God within us to speak to us daily and continuously... See, that was what Jesus was tempted with. He was tempted to turn the stones to bread, and he said, no, we live by every word that proceeds continuously out of the mouth of God, and we'll get into that a little tomorrow. But I encourage you, I encourage you to begin to look at the people around you and think of how you would like to be loved and how you would feel if you were in their shoes. Look at people like that, and don't try to justify hate. Don't try to justify discrimination or bigotry in any form because there's no justification for it i thank you for listening today and i hope somehow this encourages you to walk in love and to allow spirit to begin to flow more and more in your life thanks Thanks for listening today, and we hope you were stirred to put love into action. Feel free to send your questions or comments to EmergeNashville at gmail.com, and please consider donating on our website, EmergeNashville.org, or write to Emerge P.O. Box 3242, Lebanon, Tennessee, 37088.